live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality and author of the brand new book, Money's Not a Math Problem, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Merry Christmas! We're so glad you guys are with us. Thanks for hanging out. Christy starts this hour in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the Ramsey Hello. Show. Hello. Hi, how are you? Doing great. Thank you all for taking my call. Really appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Okay. Well, I used to be a single mom of three, divorcee, and my plan was after I got the kids out of the house because my budget was really tiny to start tackling my student loan debt and purchase my house that I live in for my parents for what they put in it to, to get it going for me. Mm-hmm. And um, two years ago, I and kids are out of the house now, so mm-hmm. two years ago, I've remarried, and I knew my husband had some credit card debt from his prior marriage. However, um and I know things have been tight since we've been married. It's like we're robbing Peter to pay Paul, robbing mm-hmm. Paul to pay Mary. And after listening to y'all for the last couple of weeks, I'm here like, I can do this, um, do the budget and app, the, the every dollar, the free version. Mm-hmm. I can, We can do this. However, we sat down. He's got 22 credit cards. Ay, ay, ay. Well, how yeah. much does it well, come that's an and, old and crap I, moment. Got his car, oh, I'm sorry. That's an old crap moment. Yeah, so this is where a lot of our money's going to. Yeah, and, I think. You know. Yeah. Yeah. How so much does that? How much does he cool. owe on these 22 credit cards? 18000 mm. And I guess he knew this. I'm assuming he did. I hope he did. What, what was his too. reaction to your reaction? Um, he's like, well, um, maybe you know, after the holidays, take a debt consolidation loan, and yeah, because you can always borrow your debt. way out of debt. <laughs> right. That's dumb. Okay. What was his reaction? <clears throat> Is he ashamed of this? Does he think he's stupid? Did he feel defensive? Um. He was kind of defensive on it a little bit because a lot, of, a lot of it he said came from his prior marriage. Mm. So he's not, is he currently using credit cards or mm-hmm. is, is all old? Uh, he used it this past weekend. He's still using to, them. Yeah. Okay. Put so, a battery in his car. So yeah. you guys have stuff. some conversations to have. So, so what is your income and what is his income? Okay. Mine is a thirty-three thousand a year. Mm-hmm. He's doing DoorDash, so it's anywhere. Why is he not five working? To six days, five to six days a week. Um, Why has he not got a that's job? A good, that's a good question. He likes working on his own. He says. Did he have a job when you met him, or he was doing this when you met him? Uh, whenever I met him, he was doing Lyft and Uber in Nashville. Okay. And making twelve hundred a week on that. Gross before taxes, mm-hmm. gasoline, yes. and wear and tear on the car. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He might be breaking even. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So there's some problems here. How much student loans do you have, by the way? 110000 Okay. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes when it, sometimes when we get into debt, it's as easy as saying, all right, I make my budget and I cut back here and there and, I, you know, over time I'm out of it. And then sometimes there's more to the equation where there's an income side of it where you can side hustle till you're blue in the face and you're going to be working it forever. And in that case, that's kind of where you guys are. This core, Your core income is not where it should be. And the challenge right. here is for both of you guys to really begin looking at what's it going to take for me to get my income higher. I mean, 33000 is... The average is sixty seven thousand. So you see where you're at on that right. on that spectrum. What do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. Um, customer service for an who got one hundred and ten thousand dollars worth of student loans? That's me. And getting a degree in what? Psychology and counseling, because that was the quickest thing I could get. I've always wanted to teach. And why and, are you not utilizing that in some way? Um. I really don't know if any job in our in our little local area for that degree yeah. without getting a master's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is probably limited because if you're going to do counseling, you, in most states you do have to have a master's. Okay. Yeah. So, but there's not there. There's a lot of things you can use psychology for. Uh, for instance, you could move into the marketing area of a company and make three times what you're making. So. Uh, Jade's right. Um, how old are you two? Your kids are grown. You're 40 or 50. Yeah, I'm 46. He's fixing to turn 50. Okay. All right. So this is the time that you all have the first most lucrative careers of your lives, and the both of you have to decide what that is and start working on it. You don't want to be an 80-year-old uber driver Mm -hmm. this is not a plan you don't want to be doing doordash at 76 Mm -mm. this is not a plan you don't want to be in customer service at 76 especially when you're looking at 110,000 student loans and 18,000 credit cards and everything you do like put a battery in your car looks like more credit card debt Mm -hmm. something's got to change would you agree Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm with Jade. I think you guys do need to get on the same page, and I think you need to make a commitment to borrow no more and to begin to reduce these debts, and you're going to have to rethink both of your careers because you're going to struggle. This is going to be very hard 20 years in front of you. Mm -hmm. Very difficult if you guys do not deal with this core issue. Mm Mm-hmm. You can try to ignore it, but it's going. It, it's the elephant in the room. It's going to stomp around and leave the furniture broken. Yeah. You making? Is this making sense to you? Yeah. You've yeah, avoided this and kicked the can down the long down the road as long as you can, and now the can has come home and hit you in the back of the head like a boomerang. Mm-hmm. Hundred and ten thousand on student loan debt. How long ago were you in school? Um. Graduated 2009, yeah. no, 13. 15 years was my guess. I wasn't mm-hmm. far off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, it's time to deal with this. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Kids are grown and gone. Okay. So the, we're going to get out the credit cards. We're going to have a plastic surgery party tonight, honey. Whoop, whoop. We're chopping them all up. Every 
stinking one of them. This has to end. That's how I would have reacted had we found this. Okay. It wouldn't have been as nice as you. You're a little (laughs) sweeter than me. This is stupid. It has to stop. How about that one? Let's try that. I like it. There we go. This is the Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, author of Money's Not a Math Problem. Our latest quick read release, 57 pages. You can blow, blow through it, one setting, and you will learn a lot from Miss Jade. Check it out at the RamseySolutions.com store right now. The Ramsey Show question of the day, sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. There are some things around the house you can handle yourself, but electrical problems probably aren't on the list. <laughs> Contact Mr. Electric for licensed professionals. That's what you want there. You don't want the you want the licensed professional. It's a good idea. Yeah, they'll give you upfront pricing and they'll take care of you from your neighborhood. Mr. Electric online at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. Today's question comes from Arlo in Texas. Are those companies that say they will help you deal with the IRS legit? My husband and I had several years of unfiled taxes in fear that we owe the IRS a huge amount of money. Can those companies who claim that they can stop the IRS from garnishing your wages actually do it? Well, I'm just wondering why you're waiting till you get to the point of garnishing of wages. Why not just dig a little deeper, contact the IRS and find out what you owe and pay it. And by the way, if you're in baby step two, if you're working on paying off your debt, this is going to go right to the top of the list. This yeah. is going to be numero uno, nothing, <laughs> nothing ahead of it. Because you don't I, I, want I that would to change one thing in that suggestion. We're not going to contact the IRS. Uh, we're going to contact a tax professional and file our taxes. Well, yeah, you got to file your and taxes. tell the IRS what you owe. They're not going to tell you what you owe. You don't want to ask the IRS anything because they don't know either. They're dumber <laughs> than a rock. That is true. They send so, those statements. Yeah, and they it's just like, make up crap. Yeah. So, But no, you need to catch up on your tax filings and figure out where you are. And the answer to your question is no, those companies don't work. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. If you file your taxes and get caught up, the likelihood of you being criminally charged for failure to file is very low. When you come forward, come out of the cold, so to speak, mm-hmm. get back on the grid, so to speak, and file your taxes, they very seldom criminally charge you. They Because failure to pay the IRS is not a criminal offense. Failure to file is a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. 
So about 2,572 people or something like that every year. Last year, it's 2,572 get put in jail for not filing their taxes. It is a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you don't want to screw around with this. You need to right now before Christmas, immediately mm-hmm. get online at RamseySolutions.com. Click on our tax professionals, our ELPs, our endorsed local providers for taxes. Get your crap together. Go over there and get your taxes filed immediately, even if you don't pay them a dime and you, you don't have a dime. That's right. That's step one. Get rid of the probability of a criminal issue. Mm-hmm. Then we'll deal with the mathematical issue of can they garnish your wages and are there reductions. Okay. So let's get into that for just a second because people are spending more time at home during the holidays mm-hmm. and watching cable TV and cable news where you see, we have former IRS agents working for us and we can reduce your tax burden. <laughs> if you have $10,000 or more in IRS debt, contact us and we'll make your life okay. In the fine print, it says bullcrap, okay? So, because uh, that's what it is. So here's the deal that you can have a tax professional represent you that is not on cable TV and they can help you with the process. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things you can do. Thing one is what Jade said, scratch the money together and pay them. If you're not anywhere near that, at least contact them and you can get on a payment Payment plan. plan. Yeah. It's ridiculous penalties and ridiculous interest. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that. If you can get the money anywhere else, including borrowing it somewhere else and changing your IRS debt into credit card debt, I would have you do that. Because it's hey, a better deal. Hey, say that again. Because I told somebody that one time, and they had my head for it. No, I, you, I, you've got one kind of debt that's bad debt. Mm-hmm. I would rather you have a different kind of debt that is better debt. I, I agree. Okay, let me just tell you, credit card debt is bankruptable. Credit card debt has to go through a legal process to garnish your wages. IRS debt is not bankruptable. IRS debt has a higher interest rate than credit card debt mm-hmm. has. IRS debt can wage, can garnish your wages without going to court. They don't have to get a judge's permission. Mm-hmm. All other forms of debt have to do have to. Mm-hmm. So this is the worst kind of debt to have. So if you can make it into another kind of debt, you got a twenty thousand dollar IRS debt. I would a lot rather you owe twenty thousand dollars on a credit card than twenty thousand dollars on the KGB. Amen. Amen. Okay. And if you guys don't like Jade saying that, well, you're stupid. Okay. So Jade was right when she said that. That's just don't be stupid. Okay. It's, it makes makes life painful. So the uh the, the the so now the next thing is this: you you do the payment plan. Now the other thing they say is we can reduce your tax burden. Bull. Yeah, they'd have okay. to do something shady. No, there, there's one way you can do it legally, but it's so thin. And narrow is the door. It's called an OIC, an offer and compromise. And you can submit to the IRS your situation and ask that they accept less than the actual tax debt. Try to get them to settle with you. Like as a hardship? Yep. When do they approve an offer in compromise to take your $100,000 debt and allow you to pay twenty instead? Okay. Well, you'd have to prove that. You have nothing. Yeah. No income. No potential for income, no assets, no house, no car, no money. You are what they, you have to prove what they call pauper status. Wow, poor people. Mm-hmm. You got to be homeless, basically penniless, and then they will approve a compromise 
because they don't think they're going to get their taxes anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, to get an OIC through, and I've gotten a few of them through. Mm-hmm. I've worked with clients over the years that were in hardship situations and had massive tax bills, and we worked with tax attorneys that we mm-hmm. paid good money to, not mm-hmm. some goober on cable television, okay? And you can get an OIC through. But I'm telling you, out of 100 that I work on or I have worked on over the mm-hmm. years, I've gotten three or four through. Wow. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Okay. You don't it's, want to be on that status. Well, you got the things you that you know. It's like, well, I it's inconvenient. Inconvenient. They don't care if it's inconvenient. You have a car, sell a car and pay me. You have a house, sell your house and pay me. Mm-hmm. They don't care if you're homeless. You don't care. You your grandmother's diamond brooch. They don't care. Sell it. Yep. They want to know everything and not revealing assets to them in this process is also criminal fraud yeah so this is just is you're just playing with tiger here you don't want to deal with these people what you want to do is get your taxes filed get on a payment plan roll up your dadgum sleeves and clean up your mess and quit looking for easy fixes for major stupid stuff usually major stupid stuff comes with major problems to fix it yeah there's no quick and easy you don't get out of debt quick took you 20 years to make the mess it didn't go you're not gonna get out in 20 minutes and for the self-employed people that are listening pay your dadgum taxes just file your quarterly please just do it and 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 if you don't want to do it yourself invest a little bit of money and just hire a bookkeeper to stay on top of this and make sure that that is going through properly for you i'd rather pay them a little bit of money every year then deal with a tax burden and deal with getting myself in hot water with the IRS. I'm just... I'm 1099 and I forgot I had to pay taxes. You forgot? You know, I mean, this is what they... I made 100,000 bucks. I paid no taxes for two years. That means you made 200,000 bucks. That means you have a tax bill of 50 grand mm-hmm, laying around. Mm-hmm. Or more. And so, you know... <laughs> That's a lot. You do not want to have this crap sneak up on you. It, it, it's not really sneaking up on you. You're just pretty much... Uh, we just discovered denial is not just a river in Egypt. You totally stuck your head in the sand. How's so, that? Okay. So let's make it clear, Dave, because we say all the time, don't don't use a professional for this. Don't use a guy for this, but use a guy for this. So make it clear. When do not do we, use cable TV people to fix anything in your money. We don't use we don't do consolidation. If the commercial runs between Snuggies and walk-in bathtubs. It's not a credible operation. <laughs> okay. Hello. Think about it. it. You know, if your if your financial advice comes between walk-in bathtubs and snuggies, you got bad financial advice. I'm just telling you. Okay, that this is what you got. <laughs> Think about what's going on around you. Okay, <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Merry Christmas to you. I'm Dave Ramsey. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Williams in Charleston, West Virginia. Hey, William, how are you? I'm doing pretty good today. Can you hear me, sir? Yes, sir. How can we help? Alrighty, Dave. I'm William. I'm 25 years old. I make 90 k a year as a truck driver. I'm currently on baby step two with, I would say, less than $10,000 of debt. A vast majority of that being medical, no credit card debt. Um, my card, my cars are paid off, and my wife, she's 25, working part-time, and she's able to go to college for free through my uh, employment. Mm-hmm. Cool. And our ultimate goal is we are wanting to, in two years, 
be able to homestead and start our family. Mm-hmm. And what I came across and I've heard is to consider looking at getting a homestead property under a business or LLC loan because it's a lower interest on the loan than most mortgages right now. And it could allow that property to be more of a tax advantage with being able to write off different things and different equipment for the homestead. I was wondering what your opinion was with this. Um, well, to start with, I, 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 it sounds like you're reading, um, people that are proponents of homesteading and reading lots of articles and, uh, hanging out with folks that do a lot of homesteading. Uh, and, and so it made you susceptible to reading this stuff, um, because that's not mainstream information. Uh, and it's also not accurate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So having an LLC and getting a business loan is a higher interest rate than a mortgage than a person, than a personal mortgage rate. So when you say homestead, you're talking about buying a piece of ground with a house on it that you're going to live in and raise animals and food and so forth. Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. So what you need is you just need to go get a mortgage and buy your house with some property with it. It's going to be cheaper. Um, and it is not uh, your re- personal residence uh, interest, uh, I mean, uh, uh, is not a deductible business expense under any circumstances. Now, if you operate a business on a piece of property that is your residence, for instance, let's say you bought, I don't know, make it up 30 acres and you put some cattle on there. Okay. Yes, sir. You, the cattle operation is a business and you can deduct expenses associated with raising the cattle but not expenses otherwise so it does not need to be a llc no no you can you you could could buy five cows okay and sell them at a profit and deduct the vet bills and deduct the feed and deduct if you had a piece of equipment you were handling the cattle with Uh, you could maybe depreciate that piece of equipment. Okay. To the extent you use it on the cattle, but if you buy a truck and once a year, you touch a cow with it, you can't (laughs) write the cow off except one day a year, one Mm -hmm. 365th of the truck. So it's a useless bunch of crap to try to write your truck off. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you've got a very specific piece of information that is, uh, uh, a livestock trailer and the only thing it is used for ever is to transport cattle in or out of your operation, then that that trailer could be either expensed or depreciated depending on uh, the particular portion of the tax code. But you could do all of that as a sole proprietorship. You don't need an LLC. You can do it's called a Schedule C on your taxes. Schedule C is a small business, and a small business you write on there what your income from the business was, what the expenses from the business were, and what the profit the net the income minus the expenses is the profit, and the profit is taxable. So you have deducted, you've had a deduction for the expenses on the Schedule C. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. This and you do not need an LLC to do that. Okay, this is the first time I'm hearing of a uh, Schedule C business. <laughs> um, yeah, it's called a sole proprietorship. You would open a separate checking account at your bank, um, cattle by William or William 
Smith or whatever your last name is, DBA, doing business as Cattle by William. It has your social security number on it. You don't even need a tax ID number for Mm -hmm. it. Okay. And then run all of your business income from the cattle into that account, all your business expenses out of that account. And everything that's written down about that account ends up going on the Schedule C, and thereby you have deducted your expenses from the income that the cattle created. But it's not a faux tax deduction that you get on your lawnmower because you're homesteading. You don't get that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. See, homesteading amounts to I'm going to grow some of my own food, and I'm going to grow some food and sell it to other people. Right? Yes, sir. Okay, the the food um, you grow for your own use, no tax deduction. The only savings right. you get is you get really good food, A, <laughs> and B, you get uh, cheaper food. Agreed? Yes, sir. I've been looking at homesteading with uh, my wife as we're getting more and more into the Bible, and I'm reading a lot more about how everybody back then were, was having farms and getting food, and I think, one, financially it makes, uh, makes sense, and two, it is the best quality that I feel like I can get to give my future children. Hey, be a kid being raised on a farm is about as good as anything can be. They know how to work. They know how to get dirt under their fingernails. They know where babies come from. I mean, everything. It, being on a farm is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it just uh, it, when all of America has spent some time on a farm uh, three generations ago, this was a better place. And so I, I completely agree with you uh, uh, from a common sense perspective. I mean, we can bring the Bible into it if you want, but uh, I just think it's a great place to raise kids. I got no issue with it at all. Uh, I mean, my kids are suburbanite kids, but and they survived because I made them do work. <laughs> but uh but i mean what you're talking about is a fine standard of living a fine way of doing things but there are no magic tax pills that go along with it or better interest rates that go along with it you're just mm-hmm. buying a small farm to operate for your family i mean it's the same principle that rolls into anything else i mean if you even if you operate you know a business from your home or you work from your home there's a certain amount but it's not everything right. like it's only what is directly related to that business well, and here's the problem. Like, for instance, can you write off a home office at home? Sure. Yeah. You buy a $300,000 house, and it's 3,000 square feet, and you have a 300-square-foot bedroom. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, that's 10% of your house, mm-hmm. 10% of the 300000 Oh, wait, we got to take out the lot because you can't depreciate the lot. Mm-hmm. So the lot is 100000 of the 300000 So now it's only 200000 Now it's only twenty. So And then you divide all of that by 27 years. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, when you get ready to sell the house, you have recapture. All of that depreciation you took is added back as a taxable mm-hmm. event. When otherwise, if you had sold your personal residence, 100% of your growth on the income or, or growth on the value would have been tax-free. So screwing around writing off your home one of your bedrooms as a home office ends up actually being a stupid idea. That's a good point, Dave. But We're thinking long term. Yeah. But I mean, because when it comes back to bite you when you sell it, because mm-hmm. you got a hundred percent recapture on that appreciation That's a good point. that you took. So it's just, it, you know, and people when go, I wrote off, I'm going to write off. You can't write off that. Mm-hmm. You can only write off what up. actually is attributable to the actual function of the business and mm-hmm. home office or homesteading, you know, just because you saw it on TikTok, it doesn't. It does not change anything. You know, it's not real. 
We okay. actually have a great article on RS.com about that very thing. We do. Yeah, we do. I I, I bylined it. So. <laughs> oh, written by Jade. It's about on home there. Office Check stuff? it out. Yeah, about knowing what to write off and knowing what not to do and just all that good stuff. So you, if you have a chance, check it out. Um, now, here's the thing. Homesteading is a great idea. Running a business and starting it up out of your house, great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doing either one of them for the tax benefits, dumb idea. There we go. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Is the Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co host today. Thank you for being with us, America. Merry Christmas. Parker is in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Parker, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, so I just bought my first house six months ago, and I just wanted to get your opinion as to whether um, or not I should turn it into a rental to start paying it off faster. No. 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 How old are you? 21. Mm. What's the house worth? Uh, 245. What do you do for a living? I'm a tax accountant. Okay. What are you making? 63000 So you can pay the bill, right? Yeah. Do you Good. have any other debt? Nope. Good for you. Okay. Cool. So I, first thing I'd do is just sit, sit down, do a budget, and pay your house payment. Enjoy the house. Sounds like it's a very nice property. How many, uh, yeah. how many bedrooms? <laughs> it's not as big as you sound. It's just a two-bedroom, two-bathroom, mm -hmm. and unit condo. Okay. All right. Um, well, I mean, I, at 21 years old, it's a pretty impressive purchase, okay? Mm -hmm. if, uh, if, if, if you want to put in a roommate to try to help you with the cash flow, that, that's not a bad idea or an unusual idea. Um, but, no, I, I, you do not need to be a landlord – in order to pay your house off faster, that that's going to work backward. Mm -hmm. uh, landlord is, is expensive. People tear okay. up stuff. I was going to say, moving back into a house that you've turned into a rental for the last five years, it's not the same house anymore. It's not, or the same apartment in your case anymore. It's going to feel totally different. Okay. Are you not liking the property or are you not liking the bill? No, I, um, I can afford the bill and um, I love it, but I was just trying to think of, I was planning on moving in with my boyfriend in, um, in June and then having, turning it into a rental and then making extra principal payments on it. How long have you been dating the boyfriend? A year. I wouldn't do that. Um, I definitely wouldn't do that. I like Dave's idea of getting a roommate. I feel like that's the quickest way to get extra income in, make those extra payments that you want to pay so that you can pay down this mortgage quickly. What's your goal? Like what's your when you say I want to pay this down quickly, what's what's the timeline in your mind? Uh timeline is 10 years. Okay. I like that. You're 21, you're going to get there with no boyfriend and with no renters. And okay. um, if your boyfriend turns into your husband, we can have a different discussion. Mm -hmm. But um, if I were you, now again, you called us to ask what we would do, and that's what we are, are we're duty bound to tell you, based on the fact that um, I am old and have experience. I have to tell you these things. So, um, and it's just like a rule and all. 
<laughs> I mean, let's talk about why, though, because when when you suggested the boyfriend thing, what came to my mind is I'm thinking if you go live with the boyfriend, if something happens, you guys break up, you broke up tomorrow night, you've got a renter in there who's under a year lease or however long the lease is. Now you're kind of homeless because you've got a renter and you and your boyfriend broke up. That's yeah. what my brain immediately goes to. What's your mind go to? Get married if it's time to get married. Um, I was your age when I got married and we've been married 43 years and, you know, we've had lots of renters and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uh, actually Sharon and I were 22, but yeah, yeah, same here. So, um, that, that's the thing. So 42 years coming up, I guess it is. But, um, anyway, yeah, that, that I would just tell you if, if this guy is worth doing all this for, he's worth marrying. And if you're worth, um, all this then you're worth marrying so or not uh but don't don't make financial and economic decisions that are interwoven with people you're not married to mm -hmm. it gets you in all kinds of pinches and one of them is was just outlined by jade right there so you can do what you want to i think you're i think you're fairly um level-headed and ahead of ahead of the game for a 21 year old you purchased a property you've tax accountant yeah. you're you're making sixty five thousand dollars a year. You're living in Portland, Oregon, on your own. You're making it. Life is good. I, th I think you're. I think you got a lot on the ball. You sound like you're really sharp. Don't blow that by getting by trying to speed something up artificially, whether it's the relationship or whether it's the uh, the pay down of the house. Yeah. Just be the tortoise. Don't be the hare. Be steady. Boom, 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 boom. As a tax accountant, if you're doing accounting for individuals you are going to discover people that tried to get rich quick and how quickly they went broke mm. and i'm trying to keep you from that side of the equation because you seem to be very wise beyond your years and um i want to keep you back on the side of the equation that somehow your parents got you on to start with and i want to keep you there mm. if i if you know so if i sound like an old fogey then chalk it up to the fact that I'm an old fogey, so there you go. <laughs> Open phones at 888-825-5225. And, Jade, truthfully, I mean, the truth is this, okay? Um, if you call into the show, our duty-bound thing is to love you. That's right. Enough to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes that's funny and sarcastic, and sometimes we're a little mean. Uh, and sometimes we tell you, oftentimes we tell you something you didn't want to hear. It's not yes, unusual either. That's right. But, um, you know, our goal is not to, we're not taking a poll for popularity. No, we just our, want our goal the best is for to you. actually help you. Mm -hmm. That five years from now you go, you know, I wish I had done what they said, or I'm really glad I did what right. they said uh, because they know stuff I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And they've been down roads I haven't been down. Mm -hmm. And they've helped people uh in more complicated situations than i'm in and so it's what we do that's right it's what we do we spend our whole lives doing this stuff and we're heavily invested in it uh intellectually emotionally spiritually prayerfully mm -hmm. um financially everything we're invested in this that's so right. uh and, and so never confuse that we're doing anything here except out of an act of love we love doing this we love helping people and we love you guys we want you to win and uh if that freaks you out hey that's okay we love that <laughs> <laughs> emma's in milwaukee emma what's up in your world hey dave hey jade how are you guys doing today better than we deserve how can we help awesome super excited to talk to you guys today 
You too. My question for you is I recently got a promotion and it over doubled my income. Yay. Wow. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. What are you making? Uh, about 150 right now. Nice. Wow. How old are you? 27. You're Way to go. That. Love it. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I was making when I was 27. It wasn't that much. How can we help? Yeah, so basically this has brought me to step baby step four a lot quicker than I was anticipating. I am a master at baby step one through three. Mm-hmm. However, um, so I have my two to six month emergency fund saved away. I also have a little extra on top of that, totaling in twenty three grand. Um, I'm single. I currently rent. I have no kids, no other major payments. Been living low maintenance for quite a while now. Um, what I'm wondering about is how to go um, about investing properly. I can give you some of my company's 401k situations. And then also on top of that, is it a wise decision to purchase land for my family farm right now through a land contract? Mm. Well, let's start. My, You're doing oh, everything yeah. right. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, let's my, start with the investing side of it. Yeah. How about that? So my, my company will match my 401k contributions at the rate of 25 cents onto the dollar up to 8%. Okay. They right. also offer a Roth that they will match 8%. Let's Good. do that. Do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put up to baby step four. You know the stuff, Emma, 15%, 15% of your income. And you're going to put it Correct. in four types of growth stock mutual funds, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth, and international. On the other thing, never do a land contract because you do not have title to the property. And if you paid the property down in half and have half equity and the person who actually owns the property gets in a car wreck, gets sued. They have a lien against a property that they own. You don't own it, but you have a contract they can't deliver on. So you never do a land contract. If they want to deed it to you and give you a mortgage, you can talk about that. But no, we're not doing any land contracts ever. Very weak position for the buyer. Very dangerous position for the buyer. Never do a contract for deed or a land contract, which are the same thing. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books.